everybody and welcome back to another spaghetti shootout. Now, it is important to mention actually that this particular spaghetti shootout is the final of season one. We're breaking it out into seasons. So that means we're gonna go on a bit of a hiatus. That doesn't mean that we will never come back with this. It will. We just, I don't know, maybe we gotta think of some more ideas or something like that. It's gonna be good though when it comes back for season two, don't worry. And I think we're gonna have some other stuff to do in between. We got other ideas around here. We gotta, you know, make time to there's, as you always say, ideas. Jim, with Spaghetti Shooter 2, there's no rules, so right, we make no the rules. rules. That's why that's why there actually season. is a season one finishing and a season two probably because we, we can't get canceled. Season two, we might even just call season three because there's no rules. By the way, the guy here who's playing host right now and questioner is Jimmy. I'm back from my unicorn conference. Yeah, Thanks how was that, Mark? How was that, Jim? Uh, it's really great. Loved it. Running on a little bit of a lack of sleep, though, so bear Pretty with tired. me here. Yeah. Pretty tired. Did yeah. people like your costume? Um, yeah, they did. I just, I didn't want to, I, okay. I already was uncomfortable with people knowing about the unicorn thing. The costume, come on. Anyway, um, okay, so part of the caveat corral here, of course, we do need to mention that there is the meatball of the month. Now, you might be wondering, what are we going to do, being that this is the end of season one? If you submit meatball questions for Mark and Ryan across the table for me to debate, how's that going to happen? Well, we're always going to be taking submissions for season two leading into it. So you could still potentially win just later on down the line, or maybe we'll even do something between season one and season two with meatballs of the month. So don't forget to keep just commenting away, and uh, there might be ways that you could win really awesome stuff. Speaking of which, the traditional winnings that our Meatballs of the Month have been winning are a $100 Vortex Apparel Shopping Spree, a set of, what is it, Crossfire, Crossfire HD 10x42 binoculars, yeah. thank you, and Mark and a Camaro. How have those cameos been going? They've been going good. Good? Yeah. Jared Lovejoy, what is up, my man? Hunter, what's up, dude? Kelly Carey, Mark Boardman here. James, Mark Boardman, Vortex Optics, coming at you live from Vortex Optics. Thanks for being a meatball. Thanks for watching the show. Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, even though this is a cameo for me, surprise, you're getting two. Howdy. I think they're I'd like to hear some. Well. I'd like to hear some thoughts from some of the people who have received cameos from Mark Boardman after winning Meatball of the Month. I'd love to hear what you thought of them in the comments as well. Please let us know. Some of the comments, speaking of which, after the last Meatball of the Month, Cody managed to fill in for me. I greatly appreciated that. Uh, we have some people here. I don't know what you guys really talked about, to be honest with you, other than I, I saw at the beginning that you, you sort of aired my, my dirty laundry of the Unicorn Conference. But a lot of people were saying the 260 Remington is apparently the greatest cartridge of all time. A lot of 260 fans out there. Big time. Big time. You know what? I have a feeling many of them are from Utah. Seems to be a big thing out in the Utah. Mm -hmm. would Could you, be. Would you agree mm -hmm. with that? Mm -hmm. Also, uh, I just want to say a big thanks to Ron WS 2007. 2007. Great year. Um, he says, I miss Jimmy. And I hope the unicorn thing wraps up quickly. However, that was a fun one. And uh, he says the best state is Texas. It's, it a, is. it's Honestly, a great state. Texas is one of the it's, states. It's a great state in the United States. Yeah, Ever, so that is true. We're gonna move on, everybody. We're gonna exit the caveat corral and step onto the street of our wild west town, the street of debate. Ryan, you're gonna start off with a point, as much as it pains me to do so, because Mark tried to bribe me this morning. Yes, he did, ladies and gentlemen. 
I didn't. There was a gift on you my know, desk, and I, I wondered who it was from, and some of my coworkers told me it was from none other than Mark Borman. I found it funny to have a random gift on my desk. The timing seemed strange, being that today was a spaghetti shootout day. I actually, I wish that I, that was out of the kindness of mine and my wife's hearts, Jim, to celebrate a very special occasion. And um, I'm hurt by the fact that you think it was in some way to sway your judgment or influence you in any capacity. It's actually been sitting on the counter all week. You know me, Jim. I've been forgetting to bring it in. That Gino's lasagna that you got me has been sitting. No, on we your got counter that yesterday. That's actually. concerning. The other you part got of Gino's. Yeah, yeah. If this ain't a bribe, if you've never See? been to Gino's Deli, I wish I didn't drop it off today. Well, now, I wish did. I would have dropped it off yesterday or tomorrow or something. Well, other than today. I just want you to know, it's going to have no bearing in performance. In fact, I it's actually it started you off one point in the hole. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! You do something genuinely because you. Hope to increase your standings? No. Oh, okay. You know what's unbelievable, Mark? You know what's unbelievable? Is the level of corruption in this this house. What did you say earlier when you found out about this, Ryan? You said, I came came to the election with a bag of money. Correct. Yeah, (laughs) we came came to the election with a a briefcase full of $100 bills. He who has the most lasagna to give away from Gino's, I will point out. God, that was good lasagna is, too. Is he who will, who will push Maybe forth we'll whatever agenda he wants. I miss Gino's Deli, man. It's what good. do you mean you miss it? It's still around. You I know, go. but it was so... There's one over it, by Home Depot. It was, close right to off the old, it was close to the old office. What? There's a, there's oh, a, oh, yeah, there's vortex. that one in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that like, that's where this one's from. It's like a gas station yeah. and the deli. Five bucks, you got that giant slice of lasagna. It won't be that hard for you to drive by the one by Home I, Depot off 151. I know, but... Got, we, moving on. Gino's Deli. Meatball, meatball, meatball. Question number one. Oh, we're doing it live. This is a, this this comes from a, a source. Jim, I've got three outs. Baston Scott. Oh, I, I, I Scott Baston on Instagram. I don't need your. Pre- I I have this is it's modern much era. You're squinting. It's a modern era. I have a phone. Topic oh, number Brian's one. Brian's probably so PO'd at me for moving right now. I'm gonna start with Ryan also because because uh, he didn't try and bribe me today. Question number one from Scott Baston on Instagram. The best wild turkey dark meat recipe is blank. Ryan, begin. I wanted to lead off with Mark's uh, turkey leg street tacos, but I'm going to give him turkey leg street tacos because he has perfected it and it is incredible. Sportsmanship, oh, but also true. point to Mark for having it's, a good recipe. It's true altruism. Listen, dude, I didn't bribe the host, okay? I'm just saying you did a good job. You make some good street tacos. Thank They're you. quite delicious. Anyway, uh, I have to go back because we talked about this in an episode earlier. I lost points now. Um, you did. We, we talked about this in an episode earlier. Uh, the dark meat on the turkey is very moist when it's done correctly. And if you add it to a soup with wild mushrooms, oh my God, is it delicious. And you might not be a big mushroom guy, Jim. I don't know. But that is my favorite way to do it. Turkey legs, turkey back, any dark meat into that soup with the wild mushroom. And it is just what is is this just like a generic soup? It's like, is yeah, it just it, what's in the soup? It's just mushrooms turkey, and turkey. Turkey, gouda, wild mushrooms, some vegetables. Good vegetables. Go? Okay. Yeah. Please do. 
Save the legs for me, Clark. Jim, I'm taking my turkey legs to Taco Town. Ryan was right. I cannot resist a turkey leg street taco. Now, I've been doing it. We talked about it before. We've talked about it before. It's like the citrus braised carnita street tacos. You can find the recipe on the Meat Eater website. But I got something new. So you should try that because okay, so it really is amazing. It's not even your recipe. No, but it's really good. And I modified. Everybody modifies their own thing. I, uh, and, you, and you made me lose my train of thought. I'm taking a point away from you. Now, here's the other thing. I went to another website of a person I like. I went to Remy Warren's website, and he had a, uh, a deer tacos recipe where you, uh, you braise a front shoulder. And essentially, the, the, here's what I like about this one. It's simple. I'm losing points. Gosh darn it. <laughs> what happened to you? Here, I'm just going to go. I'm going over time. No, I'm at zero. Cool. I don't think there's, there's no, a negative button. You can't go down from I'm there. going longer. We had a long intro. I'm going longer. You go to Remy Warren's website. You go to his deer tacos recipe. You get some enchilada sauce. It's like one white onion, a little bit of spices. You throw the deer. What I used was a deer shoulder, but I would use... I would put turkey legs in it. Okay. It would work for turkey legs. Okay, but you already had a turkey leg recipe. What, what do you need it? Because I want this other one that I think would, I think would be equally as good, but different. <laughs> and okay. then you guys started interrupting and I got all flustered. That was, the, the stream of consciousness that we just witnessed was nothing short of extraordinary and also extremely perplexing. You ever see a, you ever see a star explode? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. I the recipe is the on the website. It's delicious. I haven't actually made it with turkey legs yet, but I know it's going to be great, and I recommend it as my number one. I could be uh, I could be an influencer. Ryan I haven't, haven't done it, but I do recommend it. Honestly, Ryan stumbled through that one as well when he had to answer his. But, but somehow uh, he comes you, away with nine. He actually just gained points as you are mumbling through. Because you guys, because I bribed him. You were actually doing pretty well when you brought up Taco Town. I had a good which is also, deer meat. Now that's what I call a turkey <laughs> recipe. Pizza. Now that's a taco. Okay, uh, we got to move on. Oh topic boy, two here. we're Sorry, all a little everybody. bit delirious. Lack of sleep and whatever else, whatever Mark's on. Okay, uh, this one comes from Trent. Oh! Trent. <clears throat> Trent. That's who uh, supplied this question. It's twelve gauge versus twenty gauge for turkey hunting. Mark, you are going to start this one now. So, begin. Yet again, Jim, this is a case where bigger is better. You gotta go with the 12 for turkeys. Uh, you got more pellets down range. And uh, it just does a better job. Now, I will say this. I don't really speak from experience with the 20 gauge. Full admission, I haven't shot a turkey with a 20 gauge. I think they can be effective, but I think if you're gonna use that 20, you should probably be using it with uh, some of these modern TSS loads, and then I think that will really even the playing field. But a load of uh, a load of three-inch five or sixes in lead with the 12 gauge, or maybe sevens or nines if you're using that TSS and a good choke, those are going to be deadly on them birds this spring. Okay, Ryan, are you complete? As as good as it's going to get. Spoken from a guy who does not own anything other than a 12 gauge. Because you don't need anything else. And here's where Mark is wrong. Uh, 20 gauge these days with modern loadings, as Mark has alluded to, does indeed outpace the 12 gauge. And this is just looking at specifically efficiency. I spoke with the folks at TungstenSuperShot.com and we talked about terminal ballistics. Terminal ballistics 
in the shotgun for turkey hunting. And uh, the gentleman said to me, you're wasting your money and you're losing money if you're shooting 12 gauge TSS, which is why he shoots and recommends 410, 28, and 20. Now, 410 is a little light for me. 20, though, in the pocket. I watched it work last year from 12 yards away and absolutely stoned. Oh, gosh, 12 yards. Stoned the bird. Yeah, that's you know extreme. What? I could have done that with a trap load. Oh, that's great, Mark. But you didn't. And it was with a 20 gauge. And that's all that matters. The 20 gauge is absolutely viable. Lighter weight, lighter recoiling, easier to pack, easier to port, easier to shoot. Doesn't beat you up. Beats the hell out of turkeys, though. I was, on, I was on the internet, and uh, break what speed. the internet said about the 20 gauge is it was good for the elderly. Uh, and uh, I think they used the word uh, weak. I think those were other words. So, yeah, no, actually, yeah, Ryan's right. Um, if you want to shoot a 20, uh, go to Daddy Warbucks over here, get yourself a loan for some expensive shot shells, and uh, have at her. I can't even say that because I, I use TSS shot shells. <laughs> and I buy my ammo. So I oh! I don't even... I, I, I don't even know what to do with Some, this. Sometimes it's who you know. <laughs> okay, well, we end round two with Ryan at 20 points, Mark at 10. Mark, I got to say... I said, you know what, 20 is pretty fitting for the, uh, did you do that on purpose? What, the last one, 20 gauge and the... What did I? Oh, I, honestly, I didn't do it on purpose, now, but that is interesting. Now I'm shooting a 10 gauge, I'm going with the real big guns. That is right. Now, Mark, I gotta say, I've noticed that a lot of times you can be on a roll, you can be gaining yeah, points, just then, like you did in round one, and then it's just an absolute, just, just five alarm S show. There's a lot of pressure out here. Jim. This is a family show, so I had to say yeah. uh, it that way. But, but you're down 10. This is a low-scoring round this far, though, so maybe you could make it up in the next three rounds. We'll see what happens. We'll see. This is topic number three. Now, ordinarily, I'd be saying, like, this is the meatball of the month. Meatball. But a lot of these are coming from these sources are. already. These are turkey meatballs. These are all pretty much, uh, these are all pretty much meatballs here. Now, uh, this one's from Kentucky Cabin. Ground blind or run and gun? Ryan, you're going to start this round. Go. When I started turkey hunting, it was on the ground, obscured by brush, crawling around, getting ticks, getting wet, and getting dirty. And I've hunted out of blinds. I think they're great. You lack a ton of portability. If I'm going to pick one way to hunt the wild turkey in any subspecies, and the only one I don't have is Osceola or Goulds, if we'll count that, I'm going to be running and gunning. You got it's, a reel? Yeah. Where? Nebraska. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't think those were considered uh, true reels. Okay. Um, anyway, like I was saying was, uh, run and gun. I want to be on the ground. I want to be hunting them. Now you can kind of hybridize a little bit and I'll carry this neat little blind. It's not really a ground blind. It's three stakes with some fabric, camo fabric in it, and you create yourself a little parapet, if you will, to hide behind, right? And that has been really, really effective, especially when I'm trying to hunt open ground, like spot and stock archery in Nebraska, for instance. Yeah. Okay. Can you define parapet? Mark, I'll give you extra time. Don't worry. Uh, parapet, like a, like a little wall, uh, sometimes an elevated position. You peek up over the top of the parapet, like a, 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 a screen. Sounds a made up. You got a point for it, I guess, because <laughs> it was a big word, but I, I still, it's beyond. Mark, you got extra time. Don't okay, worry. Okay, well, Ryan, uh, Ryan used the word hybridize, and actually that's exactly uh, what he shot when he was in Nebraska was some sort of mongrel hybrid bird. 
But uh, so yeah, Jim, no, I mean, no question. If I'm hunting out of a ground blind, something is guaranteed to die. And that's me of boredom. Pretty the ground good. blind. Pretty good. I mean, like, yeah. honestly, like, you, it's like, it's like the bobber fishing of turkeys. Maybe oh. something will happen oh. here eventually. Sometime now, actually, here's the deal. I'll contradict myself because, you know, I like to do that. It can be extremely effective. It's just not how I want to hunt turkeys. Turkeys were purpose-built, man. They were purpose-built for running and gunning. You had to cover country, find birds, locate birds, call birds, find sign, uh, have fun. You're not restricted by a blind. You're not carrying a ton of heavy gear. Stay still, use some camo, do some calling, and shoot turkeys in the face. Run and gun all the way. Do you think for a guy that had two pulled quads that the blind would actually be advantageous for you? The year you was 1996. Probably when you bought your 12 gauge. No. It's not true. Interesting. How about points Mark, per line? you came uh, you came back pretty well there wow. on that round 3. I mean, actually you slung yourself into first place here for now. We have two more rounds. 25 points to Ryan's 24. Ryan, you only got four points there. Parapet really threw me off. Can and I look it up? Blind hunting is We'll boring. do it later. We'll do it later. Okay. Just, what are you we're busy. Gonna, I was going to look up parapet. We're busy. Let's go. Why not? Look okay. it up. And right. while you look it up, Mark can explain to us what's going on with Mark's cup that's written on a stainless mug oh, yeah. with dry erase marker. So and I, then Ryan's cup. I found that my. Uh, I've here, never seen before. We'll answer this. Qu I found I found my cup on Ryan's desk, and you can tell that it's my. When you cup say you found your cup on Ryan's desk, that doesn't actually make any sense because it's been advertised to you that your cup has been on Ryan's desk for the last. Ryan, what? Three years? Four years? Yeah, More? along with a lot of his other crap that's on my desk too. Hey, I do leave things. You down act there. as though you just stumped like, oh, this is a new discovery. It's well, been I there. remember, you know, I remember that was down there, and I saw it, and Ryan wasn't there, so I took it. Uh, and you can tell that it's my cup because it says Mark's cup right on it. Uh, and it was, uh, I cleaned it. It was uh, growing some sort of science experiment. So it's I penicillin. took it home, and uh, yeah, I, I probably washed away penicillin some sort of was. some sort of cure to something. And uh, here it is today, and I'm drinking uh, ice-cold water out of it. Penicillin was discovered on accident, probably in somebody's coffee mug. Okay, parapet. Uh, a low protective wall or railing along the edge of a raised structure, such as a roof or a balcony. Which Why did you know that, though? I don't know why my brain works the way it is, Jim. Where did you? But you had to have heard that Okay, somewhere. I'll tell you where I heard the word parapet. I believe it was from, um, it might have been a Shakespeare writing so cultured oh and when God. when i heard parapet i became intrigued by the word i'd have been a lad of probably like i don't know what 12. girl were you trying to impress none none it's not when like you got that. into shakespeare it, i'm not into shakespeare you anybody who reads shakespeare is into shakespeare there's no if way you, you, read you either even in english you either, class like it was either an assignment or you're into it i mean even also, in english class when they assign you shakespeare nobody reads it you just go to spark notes and you ask that Spark notes didn't exist when I was in high yeah, school, where, really. Where are the spark notes? Listen. <laughs> also, there was a type of gun called a wall gun, which was a um, fairly ancient firearm. They were huge, so think of like a punt gun that we would use for commercial duck hunting. A wall gun went on the parapet, and you would peek up over the top as your enemy force was approaching your castle, mm. and you would fire the wall gun and absolutely lay them out. Far more 
practical than. I mean, it is kind of a good analogy. You know for what that sounds hunting. like? What's that? Sounds like a great gun to use turkey hunting. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So I know the word parapet. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Forget the 20. I'm going to the wall gun. You could. They're, they're exquisite. Oftentimes, highly ornate. Interesting. Okay. Where Doesn't seem like an ornate uh, you know, job that it has to accomplish. Yeah, right? But anyway, uh, topic number four. Thank you for that, Ryan. Hunter.bostic123. Best surface for pot calls. Mark, you will start. Jim, my first call was a pot call. It was the Primos Power Crystal. Shout out to Will. I killed a bunch of birds with that thing, and I really, really liked it. I love it. I have a lot of nostalgia with it. Since then, I've acquired several other pot calls. I've got a Cody Slate call. I've got a Woodhaven Slate call. I've got a Woodhaven uh, Crystal call as well. I, I also call them glass calls. Glass call and crystal call, I feel, are like uh, interchangeable for me. <sighs> Okay. As you would say, Jim, I suffer from crippling indecision. And this is one of those days where I'm going to have to pick between my two kids. If I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go with the slate surface. It's classic. It's easy to control. I feel like you can make be maybe some more subtle sounds. And uh, you can uh, get loud with it, too. Maybe not as loud as like a crystal or glass call. But you know what? That's not necessarily what I'm trying to do with that call when I'm using it. I'm going with the slate. I respect you for, for deciding. Thank you. I, it was impressive. That was good. Um, just to play the contrarian, because I was going to pick this traditional slate call, I'm going to go with a crystal surface. Uh, like for a that. few different reasons. Sportsman-like. A crystal surface is a lot more impervious to the effects of moisture as we hunt turkeys in the spring. Oftentimes it's dewy, oftentimes it's rainy, and a crystal can keep you squawking a little bit longer. That, and if you treat that surface correctly, and by that I mean using an abrasive pad and, and really getting the right finish on the surface of that crystal Which call, is a must, you it, have to. 100%. And if you want to see an example of what not to do, all those calls Mark mentioned he has, still new in package. We can take them out and play with them. Um, that's, that's a lie. What, you get points for lying? No. Uh, it's true. That crystal surface... I don't even have to know if it's true. I know it's true. With, <laughs> with, with the correct treatment, the correct abrasive treatment, it can make some of the most incredible sounds. Versatile, quiet, loud, whatever you need. Thanks, Jim. He got some points there, Mark. He did. Unbelievable. Okay, Mark. Let's go back. Just because he went for longer Let's time? Let's go back. No, he didn't. He had 58 seconds. I saw when he started. You actually took up a minute and two, unless you count my in-between YouTube as, you know, I, I took up two seconds. Whatever. You did the thing. You took a long time to finally answer the question. I'm I think setting it was the 30, stage. It was 30 seconds I'm in the before work. I actually heard an opinion. Now, I, I had to commend you for coming up with an opinion within 30 seconds. I, was I know that's you hard my for opinion. you. Throughout, you were more just listing accolades as, you know, just I've owned this and I've owned that. I've owned I that was, and uh, I've owned this. I was setting uh, a baseline for uh, believability for... Uh, right. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Trying spoken, to establish a credential. Spoken yes, exactly like somebody that I wouldn't believe. A lot of stuttering and you believe him, he glazed lied. look in the eye. I totally believe that you have you have products that I do you've not, received I do not have probably a single over the last 
decade Hot call. that are brand spanking new, unopened, but you speak to as though you've used them okay, you know your what? entire right. life. Here's, here's another uh, uh, point for slate calls. When people call, say, pot calls, they're often referred to as slate calls regardless of surface. Regardless of okay, construction. Okay. Put a point on if you drop What does that give you a point for? Because it's a, it's a, just val- it it's a val- just... Because it's a valid point. What is it? Is it... It's a valid point. People are like, oh yeah, I, I got a slate. And people are like, oh yeah, but it's a... Uh... It's got a glass surface or a crystal surface. So you just basically told me that slate calls the, is the turkey hunting equivalent of Kleenex. And there's a reason for that. I don't know. Puffs is a perfectly good facial tissue. With lotion? Why don't you go rollerblading? I do go inline skating. Oh, you're a rollerblader? Cool. I have nothing to say to you anymore. I don't even know who's going to go first on this. Is it you? Is it, gosh, is it you? No, it's Ryan. You're going to go last. This <laughs> I like, one's. I, I, I liked the look of disgust. Is it you? This is topic number five. It comes from <laughs> Ak J Rod. Oh, I wonder if that means he's from. It's J Rod from Alaska. Oh, A K J Rod. No, is that Arkansas? Ooh. Ooh. Maybe he likes the Optimat Kalashnikov. Maybe so. What is A K? That's is that Alaska. <laughs> Yes. Oh, what is, what is, it's a what is Do you remember when, what class was that, fifth grade or was it third grade? I know fourth grade was state history, so I learned a lot about Wisconsin and that. But one of those other grades, I was supposed to have learned about state acronyms or state abbreviations, and I never. AK is Alaska. Never did. Yeah. What is AR Arkansas is, then? AR. AR. Yeah, yeah, but AK right. could also mean a- AK. Oh, can you imagine a battle between Alaska and Arkansas, the AR versus the AK? Oh, I never put that in my head until right now. Hmm. Let's get some, let's get some Arkansians and some Alaskanites in comments. Um, okay, topic number five. We got to start this thing. Thank you, AKJ Rod. Mm-hmm. Best way to make a turkey shock gobble. Ryan, begin. Shock gobbling is an interesting thing because I've noticed that over the past probably fifteen or twenty years of hunting turkeys, that it has become increasingly more difficult to do it. We used to drive out, hit a crow call. You had a bird to sound off at like after dark, and then we knew we'd go to that area in the morning. And I think that increased traffic noise and just population of people has kind of desensitized the bird a little bit. But when I'm in the field now, no science to back it up. Points. No, yeah, but I, I love said conspiracy I think theories. I'm using I'm using speculation based on some experiences that I've had. Okay, so these days when I'm hunting turkeys, especially up here in the Midwest, we have a lot of barred owls around. And if there's one thing I do know is that turkeys and barred owls do not get along. So I'll get out in the field, this is gonna be a demonstration, mm. and it's, it's before light, and I'll go. That's pretty good. Hmm. And then you that's, wait. That's they'll you they'll gobble at loons too, apparently. Go ahead, Mark. All right, here's the deal. Turkeys will shot gobble at any number of things. And I'm gonna tell you a little story because I like story time. My buddy Rand and I, we're getting up early, we're hunting turkeys, we got to the top of the hill. It's complete darkness. Darkness, I'm thinking about throwing out an owl hoot. He uh, passes gas, very loud. Two gobblers fire off (laughs) in the distance. Now I'm not saying that's the best way to get a turkey to shot gobble, but it'll definitely work. And the reason why I'm burning up a little time here is because I have the same answer as Ryan. I'm gonna go with the owl hoot 
and it's a classic. It works really well, and it'll get them to fire off. And I'll, maybe I'll should I demonstrate, Ryan? Or uh, uh, please, Jim? please, please do. This could sling you into the this, first. So this would be my. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the. Uh, like something like that. That wasn't my best work, but it was okay. Uh, and that'll get them to go, and I like that. You're down one, Mark. I was That's why I told I was, you to give me that point earlier. I was waiting for you to really kind of stick it to him in the end. Like just with one last mic drop. I thought your call was pretty good. Appreciate it, yeah. I enjoy actually 40 like... 40 to 41. It's 40 to 41, Ryan's up one. I hate to do it. Ryan's like six and two. And he was the judge when you beat me. And, and that's a score based on lies, Jim. Who's this? This is the internet. We can say as many lies as we want as long as they sound enticing, provocative, interesting. Well, and have you, some, you know, potential for being true. Well, then I'm just going to tell you that 40 is actually the new 42 and I win. There, that's reality now. Way to go. I like that you're finally playing the game. But you sit, it's my game and you, I make the rules so Ryan wins, 41 to 40. You sit on a throne of lies. Do I though? Yes. Well, there you and have I it, folks. Drink from the cup of truth. Mark knows damn well that's not his cup. He knows it's not his cup. Hmm, weird. Mark's cup. Yes. You know he's got a point there. It does say he's. That's because I wrote it cup. there. Why did if you write only it? Only oh, why would you write well, that? That's very kind. That's very head. kind of you. So because you don't mix it up with your uh, insulated drinkware. That's incorrect. The reason Look, that I put and it see, on. See, there's Ryan. Why do you have your? Why do you have your, what's on your cup? Your name. Correct. Yeah. The, re <laughs> the, the reason I write that on there is because he saw it, likes the size of that Yeti cooler cup thing, and goes, that's mine. It's not his. I've had that for a long time. It was a gift. Okay, here's what I want to know. All right. Now, clearly, according to, to our. glad to have my property according, back. According to our pre-roll. Clearly, I know Ryan has been invited to at least, you know, one, one social function before, like a wedding or anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's right. had occasions occur in his life that other people are also seemingly involved in. I know you have, Mark. You're a very social person. A lot of friends. Very friendly guy. Thank you. So I want to know how it is that between you two over the last five plus years, there is only one Yeti tumbler mug thing. Okay, only one. These, th the, these Yeti mug things, I swear that Yeti doesn't actually make them in a factory. I actually think that they found a place on the earth where they fall from the sky or they grow on trees. They simply collect them each year at harvest or something and then proceed to distribute them in every parting gift bag or every congratulatory you did something interesting or every gift shop, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. They just, they, I, I even believe that they have the ability to apparate themselves Ooh. into cupboards, kitchen cabinets, pantries, anyway. I think it's, uh, I mean, so it, between, it's, between you two, there's only one. There's only one. Now, Jim, that, that's a great hypothesis. Now, Ryan, I saw you standing like this. I'm assuming that's because, uh, uh, you're you're going to tell God. the truth and the whole truth? Yep. What? I still don't understand. There should be at least like 25 you. of these this, things. This water is still they should be coming out of your ears. Here's the deal. 
Boardman has probably. Some, I got this actually at a social function. Tell tell me about where, tell me about where you got that because I'll tell you where you got that. You got that off my desk. <laughs> yeah, well, which is as of late. Social yes, place. yeah, in a very correct. Social. That's center. the social function that you got that. Boardman has left more cups in my truck. Boardman has left more cups, water bottles, scopes, rings, gun parts on my desk. The number of Yeti products that Boardman owns is ridiculous. I don't really have. I've only got a couple. Hundred. In your truck. I didn't. Uh, Every time you forget. Well, speaking of cups left in your truck, what did when you uh, met me at my house? What did I? What did I bring out to you? Out of the goodness of my heart. We're going to the airport. We're driving to the airport because we're flying to a show. He brings me a coffee mug, like a like porcelain ware. That's not okay. Go in his truck right now. There's probably two of them. In your car. Dude, I ride the lightning every day to work with an open top coffee coffee. Yeah, you know why? Why Because he turns on AM. He turns on AM 1130. All you gotta do is hold it. Our school board is about to pass another You're a human shock absorber. Winter wheat has gone up another twelve points. Closing out. Hog prices are continually falling. Hey, that's good information to have. And then he sits there when he gets to the parking lot and he's got his cup. And he listens and he listens and then he doesn't finish it. He sets it down. They that's all, not true. Mark I, parked his tundra. I always finish it about five minutes before I get to work. Mark parked his tundra on about a, a, a shin-high snowbank the other day. And I saw you getting a little articulation. Still the wrong tires for the job. But uh, I did not... Give we have Ryan not. his last crack yet. Ryan, would you like to take a last crack? You get a minute to say whatever you want. Mark can't talk. In fact, I haven't used the mute button yet today either. Mark's muted. Yeah, please, thank you. Okay, begin. Uh, my last crack is we're on turkey-themed stuff. Consider learning a couple of extra vocalizations this year when you had a field. Uh, many of us as turkey hunters, uh, new, experienced, etc., have learned only a few calls. Um, and I think sometimes it's important, and especially if you hunt later seasons uh, in heavily populated areas where hunting pressure is pretty high, learn a couple of calls that maybe not everybody else has in their bag, and it might do you some uh, like resounding and astounding success, right? Um, Kiki is a good one. If you've got some birds, the flock is broken up a little bit, learn the Kiki. You might find them. Also, think about a non or an unconventional call. I use a wing bone call these days a lot. Really digging the wing bone. It's done me a lot of good. Um, I got it from uh, Steve Finney at Finn Bones Custom. It's a beautiful call. It was made out of a bird I killed in Missouri. That's all. Good stuff. Keep, keep, keep on keeping on. Thank you. There's your tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Mark. All right. Well, you heard it here. That was Ryan's last crack. I muted you a couple times during that, Mark, even though you weren't talking. Oh, thank you. I just had to push the button. Well, with that being said, everybody, that is the, the closing of season one of Spaghetti Shootout. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Feel free to go on back and listen to some older ones. And uh, like we said, be sure to comment here. Still feel free to submit meatballs for future episodes because we will be back in between now and then. Like we said, who knows what we'll be up to. Might mix it up with some other specials and things. I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just like zombieing my way through life right now. You don't know how to work that board correctly, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Bye, everyone. I miss Jimmy, and I hope the unicorn thing wraps up quickly. However, this was a fun one as What's well. Unicorn? You did were, you not watch the last episode? You did not watch the last no. episode.
He's on the road. He's going to be there for a few days. So I no, that's it. That's all you need to hear. It's the National Unicorn Conference of America. He showed me his collection one time. A lot of glitter. And, uh, yeah, he's on the road. He's going to be there for a few days. So I think he's got a costume and everything. Across from me, we have Mr. Hilarious. Ryan <laughs> You're going to die. He's going to kill you.